independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. That's the economy, stupid. Oh, Chad, you're just a white person saying that's very much a horrible racist thing to say. Remember that yesterday? That was hilarious. MSNBC, just idiots talking about, well, it's a privilege to talk about, you know, inflation. Everybody talks about it. Saw some people of color the other day. By that, I mean yesterday. I go, do you worry about inflation? They're like, hell yeah. I go, should everybody worry about inflation? They're like, hell yeah. So I was like, all right, I just want to get a, just want to get a vibe of if that's okay to worry about. But the numbers are out. And, uh, well, the consumer price index was unchanged in July, but that was after rising 1.3% in June. Gasoline prices fell more than 7.5% last month, but the food and shelter segments of the Bureau of Labor Statistics CPI were higher by a nearly identical amount. Also more expensive, health care and car insurance. Oh, man. That's why I call the general, right? Family guy. <laughs> Super great rates that are big white trash. I don't know whatever they say about it. But <laughs> the general. And at the end of it it says, the general. You'll you'll worry anybody you hit. I'm kidding, the general's fine. I've had the general on numerous occasions. That being said, things are going up. Things are staying steady. Are some prices coming down? Yeah. And I'm sure the administration's flabbergasted. Like, I can't believe it's still up here. I mean, gas came down like a whole bunch, right? They probably use those big words. They're like, gas came down like a whole bunch. Like, it totally did. Jeez, it just, like, totally fell. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre celebrating the nearly dollar a gallon price drop this summer. This is the fastest decline in gas prices in over a decade. The White House saying that the president's million barrel a day strategic oil reserve release and his engaging with oil companies helped bring gas prices down below $4 a gallon in many parts of the country. First of all, you speaking to the oil companies doesn't bring the prices down. <laughs> I've engaged with the oil companies, and prices are down. Really? Is that it? Is that why the prices are down? Because you've taught, or maybe we're not buying as much. Maybe we're not traveling as much. Maybe we're not doing the things that we used to do as we head into a period of uncertainty. Some people will call it a bit of a recession if you want to change the name to make it feel good for whatever it is that you want to make it feel good with. Feel good then. We don't travel this time of year. It, there are specific times, right? We know we're going to Grandma's house on Thanksgiving, right? We're all getting in the sled and we're going to Grammy's house. We know Memorial Day weekend is the kickoff of summer. So between Memorial Day and Fourth of July, we're traveling, we're doing things, we're doing things, we're traveling, we drive. We're a driving nation. When I hear people say, you know, uh, European gas is more expensive. I'm like, yeah, Europe is not America. All right, let's just, I'm going to point that out to you. Meaning, we're a nation of vehicles. We like to drive. They, they, in many of these countries are like, let's build the trafficy, drivey areas later. Let's build the public transportation quicker. Oh, yeah, 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 that's true, it's true. When I was in London, I didn't drive for like two, three years. I didn't have to. I didn't go anywhere. That I needed a car, right? I live 65 miles away from here. But I will tell you this. When I first moved 
it, it took me two or three months before I moved to London once I got a job at Talk Radio UK. I was working for Talk Radio UK, you see. And I drove in the first couple months. But I lived outside of London. I lived in Cabley, which is in Surrey, in Hampshire, kind of. And I will tell you this. It sucked. And I was like, all right, this is ridiculous. It's expensive. Then I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll take the train in. But I had to drive my car to the train. I took the train to the tube. I had to leave at like 8 o'clock so I could get to my destination by 10. We're a nation that enjoys driving. So I don't want to hear about, well, they're, they're so much more expensive over there. Who cares? Who cares? We care about us, right? You know the whole thought and the whole saying is that the world doesn't revolve around you. No, it doesn't. But your world does. So remember that. My world revolves around me. I don't expect my world to revolve around your world and vice versa. It is the economy, stupid. And as long as prices continue to stay high, it's, it's a troubling situation for the Democrats and a potential victory for the Republicans. Now, Is inflation done? Have we peaked? Have we gotten to an area where it may stay in and around here, may go uh, down a little bit, maybe stay, maybe pop up a little bit? We've, but we've kind of gotten to the point where this is the worst of it. When we look at the inflation picture, we do believe it's in the process of peaking. So, you know, that it's hard to put an exact month on that or even a quarter on that. But we do think it'll, it'll flatten out and then we expect it to decline from here. We're encouraged by what we're seeing. Good. I mean, do I think inflation has peaked? It's hard to tell. And this is this is the part where I look at like Biden or any administration, Biden right now, he's in charge. I look at him and I say, there's uh, not a ton you can do for some of the issues that may come down the road. We can't control China and their COVID insanity. And speaking of China, we talked to Gordon Chang, bottom of the hour, the preeminent voice when it comes to China about, well, China, Taiwan, what's our response Nancy Pelosi's insanity, which I will, when you hear it, you're just like, what? But, and by the way, I will say this. If you, yesterday we played the thing where she said she could dig to China when she was a little girl. That's why she feels a close relationship with China. It's worse than that. And by little girl, I meant way back in the day. Like, way, way back in the day. When they were, like, radios were all they had. (laughs) But, he can't control that. You know, they start, they stop, they shut things down, they open things up. Eh, the supply chain could still be a nightmare. If Taiwan and China go at it, there's going to be pressure that he can't control and that we might be dragged into. What happens with Russia and the Ukraine or Ukraine uh, and what goes on there? And what kind of issues could we have arise from that, especially as we head into winter and the pressure that's going to be on the supplies of, of, of fossil fuels that Europe needs to heat itself? All of those things, there's not a lot he can do about it at this point in time. That being said, you address those issues and do what you can at home, and that's the issues he's had. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Chow is your Twitter Tweet at us, text the program. Speaking of that, let's just play this. This is, Remember, so Nancy Pelosi made a big stink, right? They were going to shoot her plane down. I mean, there was a big stink. She went to Taiwan. She went to Taiwan. She's like, I'm going to Taiwan. Nobody can tell me what to do. Okay. 
So she goes to Taiwan. And then, of course, people press her on it. So Nancy comes out with, remember yesterday, she was a little girl, and her closeness she feels to the Chinese people is that she believed that she could dig a hole all the way through the earth, and then she would uh, apparently arrive in China, and then somehow they were going to welcome her. I, I don't know what where it went. But uh, if you thought that was weird, listen to this. We still support the one China policy. We go there to acknowledge the status quo is what our policy is. There was nothing disruptive about that. It was only about saying China is one of the freest societies in the world. Don't but, take it from me. That's from Freedom House. Let's it's talk a, strong a little democracy, bit. Yeah. Courageous people. And, and it's it just, I don't know why it is, uh, except there's some commercial interest who would like to diminish uh, the relationship. So uh, she said Freedom House, right? Well, I'm at Freedom House right now. Uh, China, it says there, not free. <laughs> Did she mean Random House? Oh, good God. What a nightmare. Speaking of nightmares, more on the fallout from the raid. Did this raid, did this whatever you want to call it, however you want to phrase it, did this push people who aren't fans of Trump, who stayed away from Trump in the last election, voted for him the first time, but the antics, the chaos, it was too much. But did this push some people back into Trump's wheelhouse? Talk about that. And again, Gordon Chang, bottom of the hour. Talk about China. Again, the freest place in the world with democracy or something like that, uh, according to Freedom House. And Freedom House ranks China not free. <laughs> uh, Raycon, best earbuds around. Love my Raycons. Uh, wear them every single day. So in between when I'm doing all this stuff, I, I go over and do a bunch of voiceovers throughout the day. Uh, I have my Raycons on because I do a lot of editing. This morning I've been editing up a bunch of commercials and promos and stuff like that. I love doing it, and I love the fact that I have my Raycons on, and I, I have the awareness mode on when I'm in the studios doing certain things because I like to be able to hear. And it's crazy how amazing these things are. I don't feel them in my ears. They don't hurt my ears. Eight hours of talk time, 32 hours of battery life, 49,000 five-star reviews. If you want earbuds that feel great, that are absolutely amazing at a price that's not going to break your budget – this is what Raycons are about. They're about half the price of all these other premium earbuds. Get yours now. Save an extra 15%. Go to buyraycon.com slash chat. Buyraycon.com slash chat. Buyraycon.com slash chat. Chad Benson Show. No fake outrage here. Just the real thing. The Chad Benson Show. It would be evidence of a significant criminal act. It would be evidence of some federal felony violation. Yeah, because otherwise they'd be a, they could have issued a subpoena for the documents. That's normally how it's done. Yeah. So, uh... Interesting, to say the least. Uh, that is uh, Steve Hooper, former FBI agent. I went with my buddy yesterday, uh, Mike Broomhead, here locally, and talking about the fact that this is, uh, this, it, it, depending on which FBI agent you talk to, and you're going to get a lot of different answers, eh, this is uh, not, not the way that things should have been handled. 
especially if it's just documents. Well, Chad, they could be classified. He could have unclassified them while he was president. Well, I guess that's true. So as I said this yesterday, again, I want to see what the evidence is. We don't know what the warrant is all about. And and we, we, I have a feeling the details will come out eventually, but you know, we still have no idea what the warrant's about. The Justice Department and the FBI have refused to comment. Standard policy in an ongoing investigation. Law enforcement sources will only say that the raid was related to documents that Trump allegedly took improperly from the White House when he left office, some of which are classified. Trump himself could reveal the reasons for the raid. His lawyers were given a copy of the warrant, which would detail the reasons for the search. But he has declined to release it. Why would he? I wouldn't. Not at this point. I'm raising tons of money. I have got uh, people on my side at this moment in time. I've even got people in the media on the left side of the aisle who are questioning, hey, was this was this too much? But let me tell you something. If there is nothing and it's just about documents, well, Chad, they could be. What do you think they are? I mean, honestly, uh, what, what are they? Well, they ha- how uh, if you honestly think about it, even Brad Garrett, I talked to yesterday, he's ABC's legal, uh, you know, crime and terrorist, you know, expert said, look, well, the presidents and people, they take stuff. He didn't pack this stuff up himself. That's the first thing. I didn't pack these things up. 15, what do you, you think he commits crimes? And then he's like, I'm going to keep the evidence. But when I'm in the White House, I'm going to tear it up and throw it in the toilet, which was the other thing the other day. I'm not trying to defend Trump because the reality is I have no idea. I have no idea. He is unpredictable. But the White House, we didn't know anything. You, nobody knew anything. Yeah. You didn't give a, there was nobody got like a heads up, like, hey, something could be coming. No, 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 we don't do that. It, 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 it boggles the mind. But the FBI and the Department of Justice, both of them, both of them, have spotty records at times. And Steve Hoover went on to talk about the the fact that, hey, these were D.C. agents. That doesn't happen. D.C.'s the bureaucracy side of the FBI. They're there to keep the politicians off everybody's back. What happens is the field agents, which would have been, you know, uh, probably Miami or whatever, would have gone and should have done this. But if this is only documents... I think people are going to have a real tough time explaining how this is not political. And sooner rather than later, I would get myself out there and get in front of it all because people are, here's two things people already expected is, 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 is janky and suspicious. And they have every right to think that on the other side of it, other people are celebrating because they think this is it. They're going to get their hopes up through the roof. Like you've caught the mastermind to something. You open up the safe, there was nothing in it. It was worse than Geraldo <laughs> with Capone's safe. I had more people in the last 24 hours or so text me, direct message me, all this kind of saying something that I thought to be very fascinating. They're not in Trump's, they didn't vote for Trump last time. Many even voted for Trump in the original you know, run-up with Hillary. But... They're like, I'm over it. And if there's truly nothing here, oh, yeah, I'm voting for him again. And think about a sitting president 
right now. His Department of Justice, the FBI, just raided the House of the former president that might be his political rival. Think about that. Gordon Chang's going to join us, but first talk about HelloFresh. Amazing, delicious, incredible. I love it. Last night, got home. We had some burgers. I wanted to have the pork chops. Got home a little bit late doing some stuff. Absolutely fantastic, right? So so now when people think, what do you mean by HelloFresh? They've got stuff that's just the most amazing, incredible, delicious food. It's the market fresh straight from, from farm to table, and it's portioned perfectly, and it's the taste of summer. I absolutely love it, and you will too. Right now, the best meal kit around is, is HelloFresh. 55 different weekly choices to choose from. Come straight to your house, and it's ready prepared. All you have to do is just take it out. You've got the card. It tells you what to do. Go to HelloFresh.com. Use Benson 16. They're going to get you 16 free meals and three free gifts. And I'm telling you guys, it is delicious, it's amazing, and it's simple. Who doesn't like simple? HelloFresh.com. Use code Benson16. HelloFresh.com. Code Benson16. Three free gifts and 16 free meals over seven boxes. Gordon Chang's going to join us. We're going to talk about China straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. God only knows what's going to come out of what's going on over there in China right now in Taiwan. Nobody really knows. But if anybody was to know, it is this guy, preeminent voice, I think, on the entire thing that has to do with China, the geopolitical everything, right? You put it all together. There is nobody else, I think, that has a better handle on it. Best-selling author, uh, the great U.S.-China tech war, the coming collapse of China, just to name a few. You can follow him at Gordon G. Chang on Twitter. And Gordon, I have no idea what is going to come out of any of this right now, the the anger and the overreaction of Pelosi going to Taiwan. But, man, just make, make some sense for us. Yeah, this is a very dangerous time, Chad. More dangerous than I think President Biden understands. More dangerous than most people understand. And the reason is, right now, Xi Jinping, the Chinese ruler, is going off the rails. He just issued a white paper on Taiwan, which apparently was designed to anger people in Taiwan. They took out some language that was conciliatory that had traditionally been in previous white papers. This makes no sense. But also, we've seen their behavior also being extremely aggressive and designed to get countries to to band together with Taiwan. So, for instance, um, last week, uh, the Chinese fired 11 missiles. One of them, a couple of them went over Taiwan. Five of them actually landed in Japan's exclusive economic zone which is a band of water from 12 to 200 nautical miles from the shore. That's international water, but it's considered to be an extremely provocative act to, to fire a missile into someone else's EEZ. So basically, Beijing is, is on a bender right now, which means the normal rules of rationality may not apply in Beijing. 
How much of this has to do with the fact that uh, he's getting close to potentially being uh, getting a third term, unprecedented? He'll be president for for life or whatever ruler for life. But economically, they're struggling. And, you know, I saw many people say, look, they're a house of cards. This is a Ponzi scheme, especially when it comes to their real estate. And this thing could go down in a moment. And you've got rising unemployment, especially under uh, when it comes to young people, which we all know isn't good over there. Is he starting to feel some pressure? He must feel some pressure because the Chinese economy is at a state where it could fail. The only things that are keeping it going are robust export sales and some money coming in from Wall Street into the Chinese equity markets. But if you look at the rest of the economy, it's a disaster. And as you say, it's real estate. They got a debt crisis. The big real estate companies are defaulting one right after the other. Um, People are not paying their mortgages. It's called the mortgage boycott, and it's mostly nationwide right now. And, of course, um, bank runs. Banks are not being able to pay back depositors. So the country right now is at a point where I don't think the regime has answers. They can, they can delay things a little bit more, Chad, but by delaying them, they make the problems bigger because they're accumulating debt to do that. Talking to Gordon Chang and follow him at uh, on Twitter at uh, Gordon G. Chang. And, and uh, Gordon, you know, when they talk about debt, uh, I, I was reading a couple of economists the other day that said, look, this is we're not talking about the crisis we went through in 2008. We're talking about a collapse because real estate is such a massive part of what they do. And there are people that have been paying mortgages for a few years. Their houses aren't being built. They're still paying on mortgages. They've been sold a bill of goods. That's right. Um Real estate is somewhere between 25 to 30% of gross domestic product, depending on how you count it. Um, and that's enormous by, you know, for instance, our standards. And this is, as you very perceptively say, this is worse than our 2008. You know, everybody was facing 2008. The United States and other countries took their medicine. We didn't take as much medicine as we should have, but we took a lot of medicine. There was a lot of pain that went through the banking system and society in general. China decided it did not want a downturn. So they went on this massive borrowing spree. And that's why they are now choking on debt. And as you say, there are a lot of people, this is the mortgage boycott. People are paying mortgages on unfinished apartments that they haven't taken delivery. Normally in China, you put down 10% and you eventually two years or later get a mortgage. I mean, you get an apartment. Um, That's not happening in China right now because people know that these apartments will never be finished or will likely never be finished. And so, you know, they, they said, look, we're not paying our mortgages. And this is rippling through society. Ah, man, it's chaos over there. Gordon Chang joins us, the, the primitive voice as far as I'm concerned when it comes to China. I want you to listen to this cut from Pelosi yesterday. So last week, of course, she she was going to dig from the beach to uh, China when she was a little girl. Then she comes out yesterday with this insanity. We still support the one China policy. We go there to acknowledge the status quo is what our policy is. There was nothing disruptive about that. It was only about saying China is one of the freest societies in the world. Don't take it from me. That's from Freedom House. Let's it's talk a, strong a little democracy, bit. Yeah. Courageous people. And, and it's it just, I don't know why it is, uh, except there's some commercial interest who would like to diminish uh, the relationship. What is she talking about? Because we know, we, by the way, if you go to freedom, uh, freedomhouse.org, China is not free, according to them. What is she talking about? Did she lose her way? Was she trying to talk about Taiwan? Or is she just insane? 
Yeah, um, she should have said Taiwan. I think that's what she intended when she said it's one of the freest societies on earth. Obviously, China, the People's Republic of China, is not. It's one of the least free societies on earth, and getting worse, by the way, Chad. Um, and, you know, there's ritualistic um, statements from U.S. government officials and clearly from the speaker about the one uh, China policy, which gets a little bit convoluted. I think that she was trying to say, look, um, you know, I didn't do anything out of the ordinary. Um, the Chinese obviously thought she did. Um, they just needed an excuse because right now China is lashing out at India, the Philippines, and Japan in addition to Taiwan. And they're lashing out at everybody else who flies an airplane close to their country. This is really, really dangerous, Chad. They're doing some things that no military has ever done. And they did that on May 26 when they intercepted an Australian uh, reconnaissance craft in international airspace. So, yeah, this is a, a possibility of accident. Really, really, really dangerous. Let's talk about the accident because they're doing live fires. And then Taiwan decided, well, you know, what? we're going to live fire as well. They're, they're a few you know, millimeters away from moving their, their guns in certain areas that this could touch off something. And I was reading yesterday, Gordon, I'm sure you saw too, that Washington did a bunch of you know, AI military you know, outcasts and outlay that they played the game on the computer and that essentially – if China wants Taiwan, they're going to have to flatten it. Otherwise, it's going to be tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of deaths. Yeah, um, and that's one of the reasons why uh, inhibiting China from invading, because China is casually averse, uh, much more so than they will admit, and they will obviously lose um, hundreds of thousands. They um, they may not even be successful, um, even if we oppose, even if we don't oppose them. <laughs> They may not be successful because Taiwan is very difficult to attack. It's more than 100 miles of water separating it from the Chinese mainland. But the other thing, Chad, that people sometimes forget, and that is Taiwan has some outlying islands that are only five or so miles from the Chinese mainland, Matsu and Kumoi. Um, and the Chinese could take those if they wanted to. Xi Jinping may decide that that's really what he's trying, you know, that he wants as an interim measure. So um, this is Asia is is primed for war right now. You have all the conditions in place. All you need is the spark. Speaking of Asia, I mean, Japan is is is, you know, becoming a little bit more isolationist, almost kind of feeling like they're going back to pre World War Two kind of uh, some rhetoric in there because they see what's going on. You've got Korea. We are close and I don't think people realize we're much closer than we've been, maybe even more so than what you saw and what you're seeing going on in Russia. Yes. Well, what, what's happening is and I'll just go back to May 26 to give people an illustration. Um, the Chinese intercepted an Australian reconnaissance plane in international airspace, as I mentioned. Um, and the Chinese did something that no military has ever done before. They fired flares at the Australian craft, and then they released chaff. Chaff is like aluminum foil, which is meant to confuse radar. Well, some of that chaff got ingested into one of the planes, the Australian plane's two engines. So they could have lost the plane um, with the crew. And... Fortunately, the Australian plane made it back to base safely, but China is provoking incidents that uh, could very well lead to war. And this war is probably not going to stay conventional. And, um, you know, at the point, we've got to be concerned that we've got a president right now who doesn't understand the nature of the challenge from China and the danger in Asia at the moment. I mean, he's doing some things, but he's not doing enough. 
Speaking of that, and talking to Gordon Chang, follow him at uh, Gordon G. Chang on Twitter and check out all of his books. They're amazing. But you, you, you talk about Biden, and I wanted to get this because, you know, she doesn't really do anything. Uh, this is erratic for him. This feels a little bit different, something out of the ordinary. The reality is, is they're very well thought out. Like you've, you've said to us in the past, they're willing to to wait it out. They'll wait 20 years, 30 years, 50 years. Is he looking at, at Biden and thinking, this guy's weak? He just seems to be confused. Uh, Russia doesn't seem to be too, you know, even though, you know, they're not saying it. I'm sure they're struggling. But is he feeling maybe if I was to go, if there was ever be a time that I need to go and it's going to be on my watch, I have to go now because of Biden? Yeah, I think that that's a real concern. Remember, we don't have to actually speculate what these guys are thinking in Beijing. We just read their propaganda. And clearly, after the fall of Afghanistan, um, which they saw the catastrophic failure of American policy, they actually talked about Taiwan, saying that, uh, and this was just like within hours of Kabul falling, they said, look, you know, when, when, and they didn't say if, they said when we attack Taiwan, um, the island will fall in hours and America won't come to help. I don't think that that's correct, but that's what they're thinking. And then, of course, um, Biden reinforced the notion of American failure with the uh, inability to deter Vladimir Putin, even though we're a far stronger country than than Russia, even though our partners um, by themselves are stronger than Russia. So we had this, you know, amazingly strong coalition which failed its primary mission, which is to stop Russian troops from crossing the Ukrainian border. The Chinese see this and say, well, look, the United States is in disarray. Um, We can do what we want. And by the way, we better do it before the new president comes in, you know, possibly in 2025. So the Chinese have a timeline, a time frame. It's crazy. It's crazy. Speaking of allies or people that might be in our side, you mentioned something earlier. Uh, India is very fascinating. We're kind of it's a fascinating thing because they're buying Russian oil. But we know if something was to go down with China, they've already gotten to skirmishes. They share a border. Uh, They're not a fan of China and they would be on our side should something go south. Yeah, I think that they would certainly help um, because uh, they've got good relations with us. But more important, they've got great relations with countries that would be the victim of Chinese aggression, especially Vietnam, especially Japan. There's really close connections in the region. Um, You know, India's response to Ukraine is really horrible. Um, But uh, as you point out, um, India actually views China as its enemy, the enemy. And so um, we've got a lot of commonality on our approach with um, with New Delhi. Uh, last question. Appreciate you coming on. Follow along with him, guys, at Gordon G. Chang on Twitter. If you want to know everything about China, this is the guy. Uh, Xi's gonna, is he going to get a lifetime? I mean, is this it? Are there starting to be some people that are they're hesitant about what's going on and maybe see some some instability? Or is this is this still just his to lose? My guess is that he does get his third term as general secretary of the Communist Party this year. My guess is that uh, because of his policy failures at home, uh, the party is also going to install people who don't like him around him to constrain him. But, you know, Chad, the one thing is we know less and less about what's going on in China because the system is becoming less transparent and because China's withdrawing from the world. So all we're doing is really just guessing. And, you know, it just at this point, we'll find out when we find out.
It's incredible. It is. Every day it's something new. Uh, Gordon, always great to have you on. The best in the business, no doubt about that. Best-selling author and uh, follow him on Twitter, guys. Just a wealth of knowledge, at Gordon G. Chang on Twitter. Thanks so much, my man, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Chad. I appreciate Thanks. it. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F Greens.com slash Chad. Go there, get a free bag of Rough Greens. You're going to love it. My dog loves it. This morning, I'm putting on my shoes. It's like 2.30 in the morning, and there's Doodle. I look over, and I just start laughing. I'm thinking to myself, man, that dog, he's still going. I was talking to Dr. Dennis Black, the creator and founder of Rough Greens the other day, and he's like, how's Doodle, right? I go, yeah, here are the commercials. He's alive and well. I mean, he didn't see very well. But he's way older than he should be. And I said he's never been happier. He loves uh, his little life that he leads. And there he is on the couch, curled up in, in his little blanket. And I just laughed. Rough greens, vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. Incredible. Sprinkle it on top of your dog's food. Watch what happens. And with Doodle, it was his hips. Changed everything with him. Absolutely did. The joint pain went away. Amazing. Try it for yourself. Get a free bag. Cover the cost of shipping. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash chat. Roughgreens.com slash chat. Grab yours now. Roughgreens.com slash chat. Chad Benson Show. You go, boy. This isn't about right or left. This is just about right and wrong. Right you are, Chad. The Chad Benson Show. My guess is that he does get his third term as General Secretary of the Communist Party this year. My guess is that uh, because of his policy failures at home, uh, the party is also going to install people who don't like him around him to constrain him. That's Gordon Chang. You missed any of the interview. It was a fascinating interview. Always great uh, to have him on the show talking about uh, Russia and, and uh, uh, you know, and Xi. And is he going to get a, a lifetime term? And he's like, yeah. Except for now they're going to put people around him that don't like him, that disagree with him. And uh, they're struggling, I think, a lot more than people realize because of the constraints that they put on their media, because of the constraints they put on their, their you know, uh, people that try to get stuff out. And people get stuff out, but then it's quickly taken down. But as we all know in the Internet world, it only needs to be out for a, just, a, just a tenth of a second for somebody to snatch it. And I will say this. I think I think China's in a much worse position, especially financially, than people realize. I think the the dragon may be a little bit more paper dragon, and I think especially when it comes to that real estate side of things. You know, one of the things that I've always said is you you give people freedoms in some way, shape, or form. Uh, that's that you know. And by the way, you shouldn't be giving anybody anything that should be born with them, but understand that that's what, that's what they did. And that freedom was the financial freedom. Well, when your life is like pretty much anybody else's. Now, granted, you're not coming out and you're not attacking the government. You only have one choice. But, but as far as you're going to work, you're raising your family, you're taking vacations, you've got financial mobility and freedoms, and you're, and you're traveling the world. And, and you, when you start to take that away from people, you watch what happens. I always say the greatest weapon against any of this stuff that we see with tyranny is going to be capitalism. That taste of something else that's out there that's better, I think, will win the day. And if you want to watch an office collapse, a sales office, mess with people's money, watch what happens.
323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. You miss any of said program. Shame on you. But you can always go to uh, iTunes, right? Uh, tune in radio. Tune in radio. Hey, tweeted at me last night because they got the uh, the dogs and the cats have their own playlist now. You'll find ours right underneath the dogs and cats playlist. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Well, are things better now with the inflation thing? Hmm? Let's take that headline number up eight and a half percent. A little better than expected. Wall Street was looking for 8.7 percent. And remember, we were at 9.1 percent the prior month. So definitely some welcome news. Nearly all of that pullback we saw was the drop in gasoline prices. We now have gas at around four dollars a gallon. Remember, it was over five dollars a gallon back in June. Alexis uh, Christophorus right there, uh, ABC News and uh, Yahoo Finance reporter. Uh, yeah, a little bit better, right? Inflation, a little bit better. But are you really noticing it? I mean, honestly, probably not. It's it's kind of minute, but but it's a win. If you are Biden, you could talk about, hey, this is great. This is incredible. This is it. But at the end of the day, mm, Americans are still... still worried i thought what rebecca jarvis said here though was very interesting about americans in general are they are they feeling it one of the issues here is that while prices are not going up as quickly most americans still aren't feeling lower inflation because their paychecks aren't keeping up with prices up eight and a half percent over the last 12 months wages are up 5.2%. So there's a disconnect there. And the Federal Reserve is aware of this. They are looking at future rate hikes to try to stabilize prices. Yeah, we talked about last week's uh, job numbers, right? You know, for the month. Uh, and the job numbers are, are, are interesting because are jobs slowing down or they're not? Well, we've got more people uh, that aren't participating in the labor market. we got more jobs than we've ever needed. We're like, how did that happen? One of the things that's going on, and and Charles Payne pointed out, is full-time jobs, well, they were down, about 71,000. But part-time jobs, and people who are taking second full-time jobs, those are up. By the way, if you're taking a second full-time job to, to make ends meet, uh, that's that's not great. That's not. So, no, America's not feeling it. Right? You just took a Dixie cup, right, into, let's just say it's the it's not quite the pool. It's definitely not the ocean, but it's kind of one of those little kiddie pools, right? The little plastic ones you buy at the old big lots for, you know, for $5.99. And you took a Dixie cup and you scooped some water out. Did you really notice it? Nah, not right at this moment in time. No, you didn't. So 
Now the question becomes, where do we go from here? Is this a situation where it's going to kind of stay here? Right? Like, it's not going to go up, not going to go down. This is where the stagflation comes in. And is that where we are? I think that's kind of where we are. It may, you know, again, it's going to come down a little bit, may go up a little bit. But I don't think we're going to, outside of cataclysmic insanity of China and Taiwan getting it on and we having to get involved or, you know, some, I don't think we're going to have much more from here. But you can't have prices up here. You can scream about, well, wages have gone up faster. than Yeah, but they're not keeping up. Remember that. They're not keeping up. So when they say wages have gone up X amount, it said, that's great. Except for inflation is outpacing it. And in some places by a margin of two to one. So you're actually taking a pay cut. Oh, wow. That's, that's not good. And this is a snapshot. The Federal Reserve has said it's data dependent. So one month of inflation data is not going to cut it for the Federal Reserve. We need to really see broad-based, significant, and sustained pricing pressures starting to ease. And you may argue that what we saw today is not proof of a trend. We're going to have to see what happens next month and in the months to follow. Yeah, you know, it's not a trend. It's not. It's, it's, it's... It potentially could be a trend. It could be a little pattern. But so much of this has to do with oil and gas and and coming down to the prices. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, and the White House is celebrating that. It's a victory. It's a victory, right? It's a victory. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre celebrating a nearly dollar a gallon price drop this summer. This is the fastest decline in gas prices in over a decade. The White House saying that the president's million barrel a day strategic oil reserve release and his engaging with oil companies helped bring gas prices down below $4 a gallon in many parts of the country. That's like celebrating not losing by 50. (laughs) Hey, we lost by 25, you know. Remember the Bad News Bears movie where, like, it was their second or third game, and they're like, hey, we got a foul ball. Like, that's kind of what that is at this moment in time. Now, I'm not saying that, that you know, again, I'm going to say this right now. I don't want Biden to fail. I don't. If you want Biden to fail, that is completely un-American. That being said, he is doing what? I mean, you know, at this moment in time, engaging with the oil companies and your million uh, economists will tell you at best that brings it down 20, maybe 30 percent. I mean, 30 cents. The fact that we're not spending as much because we're not traveling. That's one of the big things. Goldman Sachs and several others to say, hey, you can expect the gas to kind of stay between here from uh, right around 420 to five dollars a gallon, maybe through the end of next year. What do you think that does with inflation? It keeps it right here. High inflation, high gas prices spell what? During the midterms, they spell a loss for the people in power. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Now, who would he potentially run against? Well, that's a good question. I would say it might be this guy called Donald Trump, who had his home raided the other day. I don't know if you guys have heard this. Uh, He was not in town, uh, and they came and they got some stuff. 
Law enforcement sources tell ABC News that 45 minutes before the FBI showed up, the local FBI field office in Miami gave the Secret Service team in Mar-a-Lago a heads up. The sources say the Secret Service agents did not notify anybody on the Mar-a-Lago staff until just as the FBI agents were arriving. When they did arrive, the FBI agents were escorted into the property by the Secret Service. Somebody asked me yesterday, how big is this if this is turns out to be nothing more than a political stunt? And I said, you can put this up there with, you know, you've heard a lot over the last couple of days, it's a banana republic, but you can put this up there with, hey, uh, this is the kind of thing that you see in Russia. This is the kind of thing that that, that rises to the level of, moments in history if it ends up being a sham or you know that is history book-esque but i don't overreact because quite frankly i don't even know what's in it is this really something where you guys think you got him i mean this is it guys they got him you can't stop him now they've got him or is this uh, we wanted our papers back and they didn't give them to us so we you know well, why didn't you just subpoena the papers? Does he even know he has them? Well, he's got to know he's got them. Why? Did he pack the stuff himself? Ask yourself that question. Well, probably not. Well, but he committed a crime. So wait, the guy that goes and flushes everything down the toilet? Which is what he was like two days earlier he was accused of, right? Like He takes stuff all the time, flushes down to the toilet. Well, he then decided, I'm going to take evidence of all of my crimes and I'm going to bring them back to my home. And I'm going to then look at him every day. I, I don't, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Maybe he's done something wrong. Oh, well, we'll figure it out. I don't know what's in the warrant. He does because. He's got the actual warrant. His lawyers do. It's very interesting because people are saying they need to come out and say something. And I'll agree because you either squash things so it doesn't get out of hand where people think, oh, my God, what is going to happen here? And, 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 you know, they're already people are already riled up on both sides. And you don't give people some sort of hope who think that if Trump goes to jail, that they get a magic prize. But the longer you wait, the more it looks political. And if you then say, well, we're going to start to investigate you after you see, you know, we think there's going to be crimes. And think about it. He's not just the former president. There's a good chance, a very good chance, and I would say almost 100% chance now, that he's going to be the nominee on the Republican side if he wants it. And you're going to hold this out there? You don't feel that's political? It absolutely is. The Justice Department and the FBI have refused to comment. Standard policy in an ongoing investigation. Law enforcement sources will only say that the raid was related to documents that Trump allegedly took improperly from the White House when he left office, some of which are classified. Trump himself could reveal the reasons for the raid. His lawyers were given a copy of the warrant, which would detail the reasons for the search. But he has declined to release it. Oh, I'm sure he will at his time, because now he feels like things are on my side. And there may be something to that. I think you're going to push a lot of people that do not really like Trump, voted for him the first time, got very disappointed and just stood away from him, who may look at this, especially if this is a giant swing and a miss, and he's not doing the perp walk, and nobody's going to jail, and it was to get your stuff back. If there is that... 
yeah, there's going to be some hell to pay at the ballot box because I talked to a lot of people the last couple of days who are like, yeah, you know, I think we need to maybe blow this thing up in some way, shape, or form. And if it means throwing him back in office, well, you know what? Damn, because this feels like it could be a witch hunt. So you better have something solid. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is my Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. It's like take aura because it can't be just, <laughs> can't be just, you know, the paperwork he took, right? It can't be if that's what you're going after. I mean, that's like taking your your dad over to get your bike back because some weenie stole your bike and you're afraid of him. Go get my bike, man. <laughs> Omaha steaks, delicious. Love my Omaha steaks. Right, you get this incredible opportunity right now. To do a couple things with Omaha Steaks. Now, I uh, we barbecue a lot. Summer's still here. We're barbecuing type of people. Beauty of living in Arizona is I can barbecue all the time. And we do. Right now, they got the All-American Assortment. And what is it? Well, you're going to get butcher cut filet mignons, boneless pork chops. Hopefully, we'll do those tonight. We did burgers last night. We wanted to do those, but we I was late. Chicken breast, caramel apple tartlets, all kinds of stuff. You're going to save 50% off right now. And they're going to throw 12 free Omaha Steak Burgers. Mm. Or you can build your own menu package, right? So you build your own, grab all your favorites, and you're going to get 12 free Omaha Steak Burgers with that. 100% unconditional money-back guarantee. The food is delicious. But think about it. We're just talking about inflation. There's no inflation issues here. You're going to pay far less for better cuts and better taste. That's what I love about Omaha Steak. They stand by what they do, and it is the best around. Right now, save big and... Get 12 free Omaha Steak Burgers with either package, the All-American Assortment, or Build Your Own Perfect Menu Package. Visit omahasteaks.com. Type keyword Benson in the search bar and fill your freezer up. omahasteaks.com. Keyword Benson. omahasteaks.com. Keyword Benson. Chad Benson Show. Serving up talk radio, medium rare, and dripping with irony. It's Chad Benson. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Liftoff. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? Let's find out what's trending on the webs of the inter and the net. Let's start first and foremost with the magical world of Twitter. <sighs> Taika Watiti and Rita Ora got married yesterday. Matt Stone and Trey Parker, 25 years of South Park. And apparently they shelved a deep fake Trump movie. I find that to be very, very interesting. The political side of stuff, it's the usual insanity that's going on. Oh, yeah, plenty of it. Lots of NFL stuff, too. Uh, and, of course, inflation. Head over to Google. It's totally different. Anne Hash, number one search thing yesterday, Marshawn Lynch. Rokon Smith. So my, my uncle and I were going over, like, trending things yesterday. So if you guys know, my uncle and I are best friends. We're business partners. Uh, you know, it's family. But we were, we were talking about the difference in the way that things trend. So, like, on Twitter, you know, so much of it is political. And when you go to Google, though, it's totally different, right? Like, it's, and, and you could see the difference in, in so much of what goes on on, you know, Google and how stuff, you know, 
really takes off. Like the day before, the number one trending thing was John Travolta with like 10 million searches. And uh, Olivia Newton-John. Other stuff on Twitter. The uh, Langaya virus? That may have spilled over from animals? Has infected dozens? Oh, God. Where's this one from? All right. I'm going to say this. (laughs) Okay. The Langaya virus, after it was observed in 35 patient samples collected in two eastern Chinese provinces... The research based in China, Singapore, and Australia did not find evidence of the virus transmitted between people, meaning they got it from the animals, not so much from the people. I'm like, oh, goodness me. Once again, China! Lamont Dozier passed away, uh, co-wrote tons of hits for the Supremes and many, many others, four tops, yesterday. Oh, man. All these people. It's like it's it's popping right now with people passing away. Uh, you know, we, uh, you know, we Olivia Newton-John and Bill Russell and all these people. But uh, you start breaking it down. There's been several that have passed away in the last several days. Uh, and you're like, man, that's like, boom. Like for me, one of the great cowboy television cowboys passed away the other day. Uh, Clue uh, Gulagar, who was in a ton. Like, you saw that guy. You'd be like, if you're older, you're like, I know that guy. The guy, he was in everything you could think of from, you know, the tall man, the men from Shiloh. Uh, he was in the Virginian. He was in so many things. Oh, cowboy days. Mm, man. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Now you know what's trending. We'll talk a bit more about the Trump insanity. Did they push People back over into Trump's lane. Also, it's Wednesday, so, you know, we gots to get ourselves a little woke. Because woke is, you know, we want to be aware of the things that are going on out there. And to do that, we must be awoken to these things. And we will definitely wake you up. 323-538-2423. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Wednesday, people. You know what that means? Time to get a little woke. It's that time of the week where we break it down for you and get you woke. It's all right. I feel that way, too. It's all right. Let it out. Like, can we actually agree that women get pregnant and not men? How dare you? White women raise the white boys who grow up to be little, misogynistic, patriarchal, I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. It's time for Woke Wednesday. 
I still love hearing Kamala Harris. I'm wearing a blue suit. The person you're speaking to is blind. What does it mean? Again, you could be wearing, you could be wearing nothing. Right? You, you, you could be wearing nothing. You could be dressed like you're an extra from the movie Cats. Nobody would know. <laughs> they can't see you. But it's important to them. And at the end of the day, that is all that matters. You know, uh, we're going to start this wokeness with some very interesting. So Randy Weingart, who's the uh, basically she's the 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 biggest leader when it comes to teachers in this country. Right. So she heads up the entire teachers union nationwide. And she said this about teaching. There are solutions to the teacher shortage. If we stop with the culture war and the politics of the culture war, um, we'd see more people coming into teaching and staying in teaching. Okay, so that that's that's what you're looking at. You got to stop with that stuff because, well, you're that's all that matters, right? You know, it's like once you get rid of the culture wars, it's going to weigh. But yet, you're the ones who perpetuate it. You're the ones who put it in. You're the ones who continue to push it. I got a couple, uh, some of my good friends. Either they are their wives or teachers, and they're going back to school throughout Southern California. <laughs> and the stuff they're telling us on how they're focusing this year on cultural teachings and, and you know, uh, it, all this that has nothing to do with the whole let's go to school and get an education the way you think we would. No, no, no. It's all about, again, the culture. Well, that's not true, Chad. That's a bunch of malarkey. None of that stuff would happen. Why, elementary school, a drag queen? What? So you're gay? I am. Good question. <laughs> did you curl your eyelashes? I did. I use an eyelash curler. Um, but yeah, your previous question, I am gay. I came out of the closet when I was 21 years old. What's coming out of the closet mean? Coming out of the closet means when you tell everybody uh, that you're gay. Do you have to be gay to do drag? No, anybody can do drag. Drag is for anybody and everybody who wants to put on a fun costume and get up on stage and entertain people. Everybody should try drag at least once. It's really fun. That is a drag queen, Isabella, uh, answering questions for elementary school kids. But Chad, that's... Uh, look, I don't care that Isabella is a drag queen, right? I don't care that anybody's gay. There's a time and a place for everything. I do. And school is a time and a place for education. Well, Chad, they're learning about drag. Okay, answer me this question. <laughs> How many times in your life have you had to answer questions about drag and or come in contact with a drag impersonator, queen, whatever, you know, drag king. How many times in your life, outside of either being taken to a show or gone to a show, but I'm just talking about your day-to-day -day life. Like, when's the last time? Hey, guys, five minutes. We've got to get over to the drag queen meeting. Jimmy can't read, but, man, he can put on lashes. Even kids? Yeah. There's actually quite a few kids that are starting to do drag. What would your family say if you were a drag queen? Get out of this house. Really? Uh, that's what my dad would say. Well, you can change people's minds. Yeah. I'm pretty much not weirded out now. You're not? Yeah, Good. I'm comfortable. 
anybody can do anything they want. If, yeah. if they want to wear a dress, that's fine. Yeah. I just believe in it. Thank you, Isabel. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Just believe. Just believe. Just believe in it. That's what you have to do. Believe. Chad, this stuff doesn't happen the way it does. And remember, it's not an overnight thing, but it permeates. And I've no, uh, I've got zero problems with you wanting to be whatever it is that you want. None of these, I, th you do you. My issue is, especially when it comes to school, impressionable young children who are supposed to be learning, who are finding out more about things that they shouldn't be knowing about at that age, because it shouldn't be an issue. I'm serious. You can be anything you want. Oh, my goodness me. Here's a, a Sarasota school board member. We should introduce, this is Tom Edwards, school board member, in case anybody doesn't know that. I just wanted to give a little reassurance. Here in the state of Florida, there are school board members that are woke. We're here. We have your backs. You need to know we have your backs, and we're working in the best strategic spot because we're on the inside. We're working from the inside. That's a school board member. We got your back. Hey, I don't care that you guys can't read. I want to know, do you know pronouns? Do you understand pronouns? Do you get it? From my point of view, I've spent two years to earn credibility and to earn trust. And that is a long, slow process, but I'm not the only one in the state of Florida. And I need to tell you so that you feel a little better. There are coalitions forming. Yay. What does that lead to? That leads to wackiness, craziness, pissed off parents, angry parents. Parents that saw two plus years of their kids being in and out of school, teaching from home, watching wokeness happens. Kids, uh, go look at our math scores. Hey, if you want to get woke, how about this? You want to talk about drag and you want to have your, you know, and you want to talk about gender and you want to talk about all of these things and, 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 you know, your, your cultural, you know, sensitivity courses and your CRT, you want to do all of that fine. Only after we raise reading rates, graduation rates, math testing scoring rates, then when we've got all of that locked down and it can't be any more locked down i'm talking about we we're there's not even a talk about how awesome we're doing when it comes to that then for like we've done so much let's talk about pronouns when it comes to identifying each other then okay but until then let's focus on some of the other stuff here's a law student Remember where all this leads to eventually these youngsters get out into the world and they're angry and upset because, well, their life is very privileged and they're so pissed off that it's so good that just being misgendered could, well, set them off. Today has been day four of law school and I spent the morning with the dean of diversity and inclusion because I have been misgendered so many times by the faculty of this university, which claims to stand on progressive principles. And so I go to this dean, and this dean tells me that I need to exercise grace and patience in the small things. I'm like, listen, lady, this is not a small thing. First of all, how do you know uh, thing. that Being misgendered lady. is distressing. I just, I'm just curious. How do you know that's a lady you're talking to? 
But think about that. She, we're four days in, and she's already going to the dean of inclusivity. Oh, my goodness, me. Four days in, I'm already there. Already there. Holy mother of goodness, already there. And I explained to her how hard it is to try to figure out why people keep seeing me as a female, to which this lady had no solutions for me on where to go next. And if this hasn't been a learning experience about how broken our system is and why policies need to change and why we need really good attorneys, then I don't know what is. What policies are that? I mean, I, y- y- you kind of look female. I would just go, what's your name? And you would say whatever your name is. Okay, fine. I'm going to call you by your name. Again, I've never been called they, them. <laughs> I've never been called he, him. <laughs> At all. Never any of those things have I, you know, it's like people go, hey, I'm Chad. It's like, oh, hey, I, I'm, you know, uh, I'm, I'm Mike or Steve or, or, you know, I'm Karen or Linda. Oh, hey, what's going on? And then I will refer to them in that. But when you have situations where you've got the woke on the inside and all of these things, and you can be anything you want as long as you believe hard enough. And, 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 you know, and as far as like, if you want to wear dresses all day, all of that stuff. Huh. Why it matters? Because it's coming to a place near you. By that, I mean your work. And if you don't already know that, well, be prepared. And some of you out there, because I will get texts and tweets throughout the day going, oh, my God, it's already here. Do you have any meetings we have to go to every week for this? Do you know how many times I have to sit there for this? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. CNN caused a big stink the other day. I don't know if you saw what they did. We'll touch on that in a little bit. Plus, what's going on at Miralago? Did this help Trump? A lot of stuff still to squeeze in. And snake bites. Snakes everywhere. Snake bites. Snake bites. Snake bites. We'll talk a little nature messing you up for sure. Better help. H-E-L-P. What is it? Speaking to my mom uh, the other day, uh, talking about how my little brother, uh, for those of you guys know and you listen to the show, I've got little brothers and sisters that are adopted and uh they're actually my niece and my nephew and consistency in being able to see somebody especially for my little brother elijah is huge and when school was out and they were in the house for a year and a half it was like everything went sideways and trying to get a therapy session nowadays good luck so where better help comes in it's online therapy it offers you video phone and even live chat only therapy sessions here's the other thing let's say you don't want to be seen on screen or with anyone you don't have to you can just turn your camera off and just talk to them it's much more than you know affordable than in-person therapy which is crazy and you can also see people almost immediately all you do is fill out an easy questionnaire and within 48 hours you're matched up it's that simple and everybody can use a good getting it out every once in a while being in this business trust me the pressure is there and i feel it and it's good to talk to somebody that's what better help is all about right now 10 percent off your first month at betterhelp.com slash benson save right there and again more affordable than in person better help.com slash benson for 10 percent off your first month betterhelp.com slash benson chad benson show
Set Chad straight. Text the show, 323-538-2423. That's 323-538-CHAD. Someone has to do it. Might as well be you. The Chad Benson Show. It's a total turnaround for Joe, and nothing can ever stop him except maybe his jacket. Because here he is yesterday in Kentucky, struggling with the wind to find the old Mr. Armhole. It's right behind you, Joe. Come on, Joe. 110%. You got to put it all out on the field. You can do it, buddy. And no, he can't. Is there a doctor in the house? Dr. Jill. There she is. Help him find it. There it is. Nope, that's the pocket. Where is it? Come on. You can do it. There's, there's Mr. Armhole. Jacket back better. Come on, baby. Boom. Yeah. And then he drops his glasses. It is, uh, it's embarrassing. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is. The shuffler, man, the shuffler. We go from that president struggling along to uh, the former president, and maybe president again, may run again. Uh, the, you know, he was raided. We understand that. It took place. Uh, was it normal? People are asking that question. This is kind of a normal thing. This is uh, Steve Hooper, former FBI agent. This didn't appear to be a normal approach and a uh, uh, normal uh, process that uh, that we've seen throughout uh, our career and, and certainly all the years we've been. We had done search warrants. Yeah. So is it, did they got some great, caper that they've you know busted up i mean uh i mean look he could be guilty of all kinds of things and there could be nothing right and this could just be a way to get back the stuff that they thought he took not because they think it is of super importance because he could have declassified any of these things while he was president maybe it's like hey the archive lady is really pissed (laughs) she wants the stuff back now so you need to bring it back now. And he's like, forget it. I'm done. I don't care. It's a possibility. Now everybody's going to pick their sides. I think this helps. Well, it's going to raise a ton of money. That's for sure. Mike, I got so many emails yesterday. Because, you know, I like, I've got an email set up just for political insanity, right? So I'll get stuff, you know, because I'll go sign up for their newsletter because I want to see what's going on. What are they talking about? I got so many emails, and it is, uh, it's a fundraising thing. I'll tell you that right now. Fundraising, massive fundraising. Producer Phil, I know you're there, so if you could please tell everybody, uh, what can nature do to you? Nature will mess you up. Mess you up. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. Uh, a lot of places, it's rather warm. A lot of places across the country have venomous snakes. Oh, they do. Yes, indeed. They have venomous snakes. In fact, I'm out here in Arizona. When I play golf in plenty of the places, very desert. Uh, there's places where I'll hit the ball in the winter, and I'm like, I'm going to go grab that ball. Other places, uh, if I do go grab the ball, I'm much more careful. In some places, I just say, it, 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 it's not worth it. Everyone loves a summer romance, including snakes. It's mating season. They're out looking for love, and if you're in the way, they'll let you know by biting you. Ask J.C. Marks about it. I walked into the garage, and I was taking my shoes off, and it felt like something like a stick 
hit me or something. The nine-year-old from North Carolina had an all-too-close encounter with a copperhead. And I looked down to go and throw it, and I realized that was a snake. It sent her to the hospital. She'll be okay, and she's keeping her shoes on. Daria Albinger, ABC News. That's right, because nature can mess you up. Now, here's the thing. Copperheads, if you live in an area where they have copperheads, venom isn't super potent at all. Uh, worst case scenario, uh, four to six vials of anti-venom. Many cases, anti-venom is not even required, unless you're a young child or a uh, maybe you got compromised with your immune system or an elderly person. Uh, and even a lot of rattlesnake bites, you, you're gonna even if you don't get, you know, you you should always do it. But even if you don't, you probably if you're somewhat healthy, you've got a good chance of surviving. It's not like other snakes around the world. No, no, there are other snakes. By the way, just to let you know, 15,000 people die a year in India alone from the Indian cobra. 15,000. And the salt-scale viper, which is not the most deadly as far as venom, is the most deadly when it comes to kill counts. They can account anywhere between thirty-five and 80,000 people a year. Nature will mess you up. Even little things can mess you up. Here, we're fortunate. Rattlesnakes, you know, copperheads, a few other things. We don't have that kind of deadliness, but just think about it. Next time you go to the bushes or somewhere else, could it happen? 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. That's your Twitter right there, kids. It's the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson i had more people in the last 24 hours who are not fans of trump all right they but, but by the way i was gonna say they don't hate trump i continue to have to tell people this not being a fan of trump right is is, is a much different thing than hating trump so many people out there celebrated this thing the other day as if they, they had won something so spectacular. It's raid. It's on. It's over. This is it. He's done. He's going to jail for the rest of his life. That's that's right. That's right. Oh, my God. And it's not fans of Trump. But I had many, many people over the last uh, 24, 36 hours since this news broke who said to me, if this is indeed nothing outside of quote-unquote documents and some may be classified and some may not i'm done with it i'll vote for him today just because i want to see it it implode now i don't know what it is I, I have no idea to this day we still you know i mean it's been two days we don't know uh i'm a little curious as to why they're not uh, jumping out and getting further ahead of us. And again, the warrant details are still, well, they're, they're not known. The Justice Department and the FBI have refused to comment. Standard policy in an ongoing investigation. 
Law enforcement sources will only say that the raid was related to documents that Trump allegedly took improperly from the White House when he left office, some of which are classified. Trump himself could reveal the reasons for the raid. His lawyers were given a copy of the warrant, which would detail the reasons for the search. But he has declined to release it. Which is interesting, but why would you at this moment in time, if you're him? He is uh, the the fundraising insanity that I got yesterday was tremendous. So, uh, again, I'm not going to make more out of this as far as picking what is right and wrong at this moment in time, because I'm a facts guy. I want to know what the facts are. What exactly are you looking for? What exactly do you think that that, that, that is in some of these documents that you, oh, I got these documents, this is a guy, he's going to jail for, I have no idea. What I do know, though, is for people out there to say, well, the DOJ and would never do anything you know, uh, wrong. They would never overstep the FBI. That's a bunch of crap. They spied on a guy who was running to be president and then was president-elect. They knew when they were getting warrants that ah, we can't put any of this stuff. We can't show them all the stuff we have because if they do, they're not going to give us a warrant. This Carter cat over here, we know he's not a spy. We know he's not a foreign agent for the Russians. But if we put in when we thought he was... We'll get something. <laughs> if we put in, we know he's not, we're not going to get anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sad. It is sad. And, and, and watching people over the last, you know, 24, 48 hours lose their mind has been at times entertaining and at other times frustrating. But here we are. And if this is indeed nothing, which there's a good chance it may be, and don't Think for a moment that raiding his house automatically means he's going to jail. This is it. They've got something. That is, uh, that's not 100% certain. The question is, if I'm the DOJ, why haven't you come out and said anything? Right? Yesterday, Brad Garrett on my uh, local show, he's uh, from ABC News, 20, I think it was 27 years at the FBI and, uh, 35 years in federal law enforcement, and I hit him up and I said, dude, what are we going to learn about any of this stuff? Well, maybe. I I think that you're not going to find out anything quickly. Hmm. The the affidavit for the search warrant will be sealed. And the reason it will be sealed is that you're talking about classified documents potentially here. So I don't think that will see the light of day probably for quite some time. Your question about Will there be action taken against anybody, the former president, people around him? That's really hard to say. I will throw this out, that they did open a criminal grand jury to focus on this case, to get documents and so forth. So there is a grand jury that's looking at the stuff that the FBI is finding. So at some point, will they make a decision to charge somebody or not? Maybe. I just don't see it happening with a lot of speed because, you know, this is <laughs> this is a really difficult ball to hit. And, you know, you, you better have the best team that you can put together and the best evidence you can have before you even go to the plate. Well, I, I'm sorry, but uh, here's the thing. Uh, 
First of all, we are an impatient group of folk. I think we know that. And that was Brad Garrett, former FBI agent, uh, who's now uh, with ABC News and he's their, their crime and terrorist expert. But you can't come at this in a way where you're half-assing it in hopes of getting something. You're half-assing it, and in, in, in maybe we'll get some sort of conviction, but we're not going to do it in a timely manner, really tell anybody, and allow it to hang out over there, and then drop it, let's say, a year and a half from now, when Trump's in the midst of a campaign. Oh, and you bet your bottom dollar, this guarantees he's running for president, because it's going to look at even worse. And you've got a bunch of people out there that are Republicans, Libertarians, disgruntled Democrats who want nothing to do with Trump. But now you've made him somewhat of a sympathetic figure. The people that hate Trump, the people that can't stand Trump, those people aren't going. Their minds will never change. They think he's guilty no matter what comes out of this. And no matter what you say, it's not going to change. And there are people out there that if they convicted Trump on something, they'll believe he's always innocent. It's a witch hunt. But the reality is, is if you string this thing along forever and dangle this over his head and do these, people are going to see through that. And it's politics. It's politics. And depending on who you talk to, uh, this could get really ugly for the FBI and the Department of Justice. If you don't have something that's absolutely 100 percent, and I do mean 100 percent, bulletproof where you're getting something out of this. If it is just about he took classified documents and we want those back, uh, that's a tough one. You couldn't have asked? Did they subpoena him? Apparently they'd already been there before with something. But I, I just, I find this, it's going to be tough. I'm telling you guys. And, it, and you find, I, I, I find a lot of people that I know that cannot stand Trump. Didn't mind some of the stuff they voted for him. Didn't mind some of the, the, liked a lot of his policies. Hated the way he governed. Could not stand the attitude and the culture around the way he ran the White House and a lot of stuff he did. But now, their disdain for the government and the Democrats has grown to the point where they could hold their nose again because they want to see him almost burn it down. Because they feel the corruption, as bad as it may be with Trump at times, and again, you got to convict somebody of something. The reality is they look over and they go, it's far worse in D.C. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program, love hearing from all of you. A lot of good stuff to squeeze into. Talk a little gas. Gordon Chang's going to join us at the bottom of the hour. We're going to talk about China. I'm going to drop this ditty on him. So remember this old uh, Pelosi lady went over to Taiwan and... uh, she goes over to Taiwan and, and you know, in the face of we're going to shoot your plane down, you're going to start World War III, she still goes and does it. And then, you know, she's being grilled on the whole, uh, yeah, you know, China thing. And what about China and China's this and Taiwan's, uh, you know. Uh, so she comes back and what does she say? We still support the one China policy. We go there to acknowledge the status quo is what our policy is. There was nothing disruptive about that. It was only about saying China is one of the freest societies in the world. Don't take it from me. That's from Freedom House. Let's it's talk a, a little bit. Democracy, yeah. courageous people, and, and it's it just 
I don't know why it is, uh, except there's some commercial interests who would like to diminish uh, the relationship. Wait, what? By the way, Freedom House, here's what they say about uh, China. China's authoritarian regime has become increasingly uh, repressive in recent years. The ruling Chinese Communist Party, CCP, continues to tighten control over all aspects of life and governance, including state bureaucracy, the media, online speech, religious practice, universities, business, and civil society associations. And it has undermined an earlier series of modest rule of law reforms. The CCP leader and state president, Xi Jinping, has consolidated power to a degree not seen in China for decades. Human rights activists and lawyers continue to speak out though at great personal cost wow you know i just just dc that's all you have to say dc that's a perfect example we're gonna hit gordon chang up at the bottom of the hour uh probably the preeminent voice on all things china And we're going to ask him about that insanity right there and what she just that dribble that came out of her. And, uh, you know, what's going on over there? How close are they to, you know, getting it on with Taiwan? I mean, it's a possibility. Taiwan's now they're they're now doing live fire drills. It's 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 insane. And is Biden the weak link? Are they looking at Biden and thinking this guy's weak? He's absolutely weak. Maybe we jump. Right now, three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter went home last night. Had some amazing barbecue. Had a little burgers. Thank you very much. Omaha steaks. Omaha steaks are delicious. So, what do you get with Omaha steaks? Well, first of all, it's still beautiful out, right? So you can still barbecue. And so we're outside, and we're enjoying the the ends of summer, if you will. And right now, they've got two amazing offers. First of all, the meat's incredible, and a price that's so amazing. You're gonna get fifty percent off. Right now. So you're going to save 50% on the all-American assortment. You're going to get, I was, we were supposed to have boneless pork chops last night. Didn't have a chance to do it. We were late. Kids running around first day of school. But you get the butcher cut filet mignons. You get the boneless pork chops, air chilled boneless chicken breast, caramel apple tartlets, so much more. And that's with the all-American. Or you can build your own right now. And with both of these, you're going to get 12 free Omaha steak burgers. Naturally aged, ultimate tenderness, juicy flavor, Omaha Steaks, absolutely the best. And here's the other thing, 100% money back guarantee. If you're not happy, say, look, it's unconditional. I wasn't happy, didn't like it. You're going to love it. Love it. How do you get these great deals? Simple. You go to omahasteaks.com, your chance to get the all-American assortment or build your own perfect menu, plus 12 free Omaha Steak Burgers. You type in keyword Benson in the search bar at omahasteaks.com. omahasteaks.com, keyword Benson search bar, omahasteaks.com, keyword Benson, Chad Benson Show. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. Our winds will change. Right now, kind of hung up just a little bit. Oh, I moved the map. I didn't know. I, I could do that. No way. Are you serious? Did you just discover you that? I got to try it. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Can you believe that? Just touch it. You can oh, go anywhere you want. That's so cool. <laughs> I didn't know. Can I zoom? Oh, oh man. <laughs> it's a great day. It's a great day. Uh, it's a beautiful start this morning. Our temperatures are, are warming up nicely this afternoon, but we're still good. I didn't. I just. I've like, never. Seriously. I've never touched it before. Oh my oh, gosh! My. You can tilt it. What's going on here? Anyway, I'm gonna figure this all out. A beautiful day in the next couple of days. 
ABC 7 Chicago's weatherman Greg uh, Dutra right there, uh, who apparently nobody told him, hey, uh, which I find to be fascinating. I don't know how long Greg's been there, but I would assume Greg would have known, hey, you're in one of the biggest markets uh, in the country. You've been here for three years. Is at ABC 7. Uh, and and you would have think, hey, our stuff's pretty good, right? Like, uh, it's, it's fairly good stuff. You know, you can move it around. You could do stuff. It's a touchscreen. You would have thought. <laughs> he would have known that. But he had no, oh, my God, it moves. I can, ah. Oh. So he's just been standing there the whole time, just, you know. Long gone. Remember, remember the days of the well, and in still some places they have it. The clicker, right? The clicker, where the weather person would stand there and then they would just click, and it was like a slideshow. <laughs> By the way, any news people out there who need a new voice for your station, let me know. Contact me, chat at chadbensonvo.com. Uh, yeah, do a lot of voice work. Uh, but isn't that amazing? I'm serious. That 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 to me is fascinating that he had no idea <laughs> and that nobody told him. And that, did you not watch any of the other weather people? Or you're the only one? 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Gordon Chang's going to join us a little bit to talk about China. I still find it fascinating. Nancy Pelosi's just, she's all over the place. Uh, and the fact that she she went to Taiwan and then said, ah, they're one of the freest places in the world. Check out Freedom House. And you go to Freedom House and they're like, yeah, they're authoritarian. What are you reading? <laughs> like, are we, are we, do we mix something up? Are you getting different emails than other people are getting? I, I don't know. I don't know. Government is so, it's such a massive mess. And the people that are in it are just a hot, hot mess. Case in point. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre celebrating the nearly dollar a gallon price drop this summer. This is the fastest decline in gas prices in over a decade. The White House saying that the president's million barrel a day strategic oil reserve release and his engaging with oil companies helped bring gas prices down below $4 a gallon in many parts of the country. And now, here's the reality. Uh, inflation was a big reason. Right. People are spending less. They're not traveling as much. We always have a bump up. But you're celebrating it coming down. The fastest come down in a decade. All the while, though, it's still well over a dollar higher than it was last year. So uh, slow your celebration down. And most economists and most people will tell you the 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 releasing of the oil was negligible, maybe 20 cents. So, but they're excited. They're excited. And you got to celebrate your wins. I, I got no problem with that. You got to celebrate your wins. And if I'm going to give you crap for, for, for the other stuff, you got to celebrate that. Now, what happens if it stays steady around here and goes up, uh, let's just say, you know, back up to 450 to $5 across the country on average, which is what Goldman Sachs is saying is going to happen. I don't know if that's going to happen. And a lot of this is subject to change. Obviously, we know that. We do. Uh, the subject to change is simply this. If something goes south in the war, if China attacks Taiwan, all of these things, uh, you know, will will flip in an instant. 323 
538-2423 at Chad Benson Show's your Twitter. You can tweet at us and text the program. Gordon Chang, uh, one of the preeminent voices when it comes to China and what is going on with China, is going to join the program. We're going to talk about that and uh, what's next for us and China and much more. It's the Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. God only knows what's going to come out of what's going on over there in China right now in Taiwan. Nobody really knows. But if anybody was to know, it is this guy, preeminent voice, I think, on the entire thing that has to do with China, the geopolitical everything, right? You put it all together. There is nobody else, I think, that has a better handle on it. Best-selling author, uh, The Great U.S.-China Tech War, The Coming Collapse of China, just to name a few. You can follow him at Gordon G. Chang on Twitter. And Gordon, I have no idea what is going to come out of any of this right now, the anger and the overreaction of Pelosi going to Taiwan. But man, just make make some sense for us. Yeah, this is a very dangerous time, Chad. More dangerous than I think President Biden understands. More dangerous than most people understand. And the reason is, right now, Xi Jinping, the Chinese ruler, is going off the rails. He just issued a white paper on Taiwan, which apparently was designed to anger people in Taiwan. They took out some language that was conciliatory that had traditionally been in previous white papers. This makes no sense. But also, we've seen their behavior also being extremely aggressive and designed to get countries to to band together with Taiwan. So, for instance, um, last week, uh, the Chinese fired 11 missiles. One of them, a couple of them went over Taiwan. Five of them actually landed in Japan's exclusive economic zone, which is a band of of water from 12 to 200 nautical miles from the shore. That's international water, but it's considered to be an extremely provocative act to to fire a missile into someone else's EEZ. So basically, Beijing is, is on a bender right now, which means the normal rules of rationality may not apply in Beijing. How much of this has to do with the fact that uh, he's getting close to potentially being uh, getting a third term unprecedented? He'll be president for for life or whatever ruler for life. But economically, they're struggling. And, you know, I saw many people say, look, they're a house of cards. This is a Ponzi scheme, especially when it comes to their real estate. And this thing could go down in a moment. And you've got rising unemployment, especially under uh, when it comes to young people, which we all know isn't good over there. Is he starting to feel some pressure? He must feel some pressure because the Chinese economy is at a state where it could fail. The only things that are keeping it going are robust export sales and some money coming in from Wall Street into the Chinese equity markets. But if you look at the rest of the economy, it's a disaster. And as you say, it's real estate. They got a debt crisis. The big real estate companies are defaulting one right after the other. Um, People are not paying their mortgages. It's called the mortgage boycott, and it's mostly nationwide right now. And, of course, um, bank runs. Banks are not being able to pay back depositors. So the country right now is at a point where I don't think the regime has answers. They can, they can delay things a little bit more, Chad, but by delaying them, they make the problems bigger because they're accumulating debt to do that. 
talking to Gordon Chang and follow him at uh, on Twitter at uh, Gordon G. Chang. And, and uh, Gordon, you know, when they talk about debt, uh, I, I was reading a couple of economists the other day that said, look, this is we're not talking about the crisis we went through in 2008. We're talking about a collapse because real estate is such a massive part of what they do. And there are people that have been paying mortgages for a few years. Their houses aren't being built. They're still paying on mortgages. They've been sold a bill of goods. That's right. Um, real estate is somewhere between 25 to 30% of gross domestic product, depending on how you count it. Um, and that's enormous by, you know, for instance, our standards. And this is, as you very perceptively say, this is worse than our 2008. You know, everybody was facing 2008. The United States and other countries took their medicine. We didn't take as much medicine as we should have, but we took a lot of medicine. There was a lot of pain that went through the banking system and society in general. China decided it did not want a downturn. So they went on this massive borrowing spree, and that's why they are now choking on debt. And as you say, there are a lot of people, this is the mortgage boycott. People are paying mortgages on unfinished apartments that they haven't taken delivery. Normally in China, you put down 10% and you eventually, two years or later, get a mortgage. I mean, you get an apartment. Um, that's not happening in China right now because people know that these apartments will never be finished or will likely never be finished. And so, you know, they, they said, look, we're not paying our mortgages. And this is rippling through society. Ah, man, it's chaos over there. Gordon Chang joins us, the, the preeminent voice as far as I'm concerned when it comes to China. I want you to listen to this cut from Pelosi yesterday. So last week, of course, she she was going to dig from the beach to uh, China when she was a little girl. Then she comes out yesterday with this insanity. We still support the one China policy. We go there to acknowledge the status quo is what our policy is. There is nothing disruptive about that. It was only about saying China is one of the freest societies in the world. Don't take it from me. That's from Freedom House. Let's it's talk a, a little democracy, bit. Yeah. Courageous people. And, and it's it just, I don't know why it is, uh, except there's some commercial interest who would like to diminish uh, the relationship. What is she talking about? Because we know, we, by the way, if you go to freedom, uh, freedomhouse.org, China is not free, according to them. What is she talking about? Did she lose her way? Was she trying to talk about Taiwan? Or is she just insane? Yeah, um, she should have said Taiwan. I think that's what she intended when she said it's one of the freest societies on Earth. Obviously, China, the People's Republic of China, is not. It's one of the least free societies on Earth. And getting worse, by the way, Chad. Um, and, you know, there's ritualistic um, statements from U.S. government officials and clearly from the speaker about the one uh, China policy, which gets a little bit convoluted. I think that she was trying to say, look, um, you know, I didn't do anything out of the ordinary. Um, the Chinese obviously thought she did. Um, they just needed an excuse because right now China is lashing out at India, the Philippines, and Japan in addition to Taiwan. And they're lashing out at everybody else who flies an airplane close to their country. This is really, really dangerous, Chad. They're doing some things that no military has ever done. And they did that on May 26 when they intercepted an Australian uh, reconnaissance craft in international airspace. So, yeah, this is a, a possibility of accident. Really, really, really dangerous. Let's talk about the accident because they're doing live fires. And then Taiwan decided, well, you know, we're going to live fire as well. They're, they're a few you know, millimeters away from moving their, their guns in certain areas that this could touch off something. 
And I was reading yesterday, Gordon, I'm sure you saw too, that Washington did a bunch of, you know, AI military, you know, outcasts and outlay that they played the game on the computer. And that essentially, if China wants Taiwan, they're going to have to flatten it. Otherwise, it's going to be tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of deaths. Yeah. um, And that's one of the reasons why uh, inhibiting China from invading, because China is casually averse, uh, much more so than they will admit and they will obviously lose um, hundreds of thousands. They, um, they may not even be successful. Um, even if we oppose, even if we don't oppose them, they, they may not be successful because Taiwan is very difficult to attack. It's more than 100 miles of water separating it from the Chinese mainland. But the other thing, Chad, that people sometimes forget, and that is Taiwan has some outlying islands that are only five or so miles from the Chinese mainland. Matsu and Kumoi, um, and the Chinese could take those if they wanted to. Xi Jinping may decide that that's really what he's trying, you know, that he wants as an interim measure. So um, this is, Asia is is primed for war right now. You have all the conditions in place. All you need is the spark. Speaking of Asia, I mean, Japan is, is, is you know, becoming a little bit more isolationist, almost kind of feeling like they're going back to pre-World War II kind of uh, some rhetoric in there because they see what's going on. You've got Korea. We are close, and I don't think people realize we're much closer than we've been, maybe even more so than what you saw and what you're seeing going on in Russia. Yes. Well, what, what's happening is, and I'll just go back to May 26th to give people an illustration. Um, the Chinese intercepted an Australian reconnaissance plane in international airspace, as I mentioned. Um, and the Chinese did something that no military has ever done before. They fired flares at the Australian craft, and then they released chaff. Chaff is like aluminum foil, which is meant to confuse radar. Well, some of that chaff got ingested into one of the planes, the Australian planes, two engines. So they could have lost the plane um, with the crew. And fortunately, the Australian plane made it back to base safely. But China is provoking incidents that uh, could very well lead to war. And this war is probably not going to stay conventional. And, um, you know, at the point, we've got to be concerned that we've got a president right now who doesn't understand the nature of the challenge from China and the danger in Asia at the moment. I mean, he's doing some things, but he's not doing enough. Speaking of that, and talking to Gordon Chang, follow him at uh, Gordon G. Chang on Twitter and check out all of his books. They're amazing. But you, you, you talk about Biden, and I wanted to get this because, you know, he doesn't really do anything. Uh, this is erratic for him. This feels a little bit different, something out of the ordinary. The reality is, is they're very well thought out. Like you've, you've said to us in the past, they're willing to, to wait it out. They'll wait 20 years, 30 years, 50 years. Is he looking at, at Biden and thinking, this guy's weak? He just seems to be confused. Uh, Russia doesn't seem to be too, you know, even though, you know, they're not saying it. I'm sure they're struggling. But is he feeling maybe if I was to go, if there was ever be a time that I need to go and it's going to be on my watch, I have to go now because of Biden? Yeah, I think that that's a real concern. Remember, we don't have to actually speculate what these guys are thinking in Beijing. We just read their propaganda. And clearly, after the fall of Afghanistan, um, which they saw the catastrophic failure of American policy, they actually talked about Taiwan, saying that, uh, and this was just like within hours of Kabul falling, they said, look, you know, when, when, they didn't say if, they said, when we attack Taiwan, 
um, the island will fall in ours and America won't come to help. I don't think that that's correct, but that's what they're thinking. And then, of course, um, Biden reinforced the notion of American failure with the uh, inability to deter Vladimir Putin, even though we're a far stronger country than than Russia, even though our partners um, by themselves are stronger than Russia. So we had this, you know, amazingly strong coalition which failed its primary mission, which is to stop Russian troops from crossing the Ukrainian border. The Chinese see this and say, well, look, the United States is in disarray. Um, we can do what we want. And by the way, we better do it before the new president comes in, you know, possibly in 2025. So the Chinese have a timeline, a time frame. It's crazy. It's crazy. Speaking of allies or people that might be in our side, you mentioned something earlier. Uh, India is very fascinating. We're kind of it's a fascinating thing because they're buying Russian oil. But we know if something was to go down with China, they've already gotten to skirmishes. They share a border. Uh, they're not a fan of China and they would be on our side should something go south. Yeah, I think that they would certainly help um, because uh, they've got good relations with us. But more important, they've got great relations with countries that would be the victim of Chinese aggression, especially Vietnam, especially Japan. There's really close connections in the region. Um, you know, India's response to Ukraine is really horrible. Um, but uh, as you point out, um, India actually views China as its enemy, the enemy. And so um, we've got a lot of commonality on our approach with um, with New Delhi. Uh, last question. Appreciate you coming on. Follow along with him, guys, at Gordon G. Chang on Twitter. If you want to know everything about China, this is the guy. Uh, Xi's going to is he going to get a lifetime? I mean, is this it? Are there starting to be some people that are they're hesitant about what's going on and maybe see some some instability or is this is this still just his to lose my guess is that he does get his third term as general secretary of the communist party this year my guess is that uh, because of his policy failures at home uh, the party is also going to install people who don't like him around him to constrain him but, you know, Chad, the one thing is we know less and less about what's going on in China because the system is becoming less transparent and because China's withdrawing from the world. So all we're doing is really just guessing. And, you know, it just at this point, we'll find out when we find out. It's incredible. It is. Every day it's something new. Uh, Gord, always great to have you on. The best in the business, no doubt about that. Best-selling author and uh, follow him on Twitter, guys. Just a wealth of knowledge, at Gordon G. Chang on Twitter. Thanks so much, my man, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Chad. I appreciate Thanks. it. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F Greens.com slash Chad. Go there, get a free bag of Rough Greens. You're going to love it. My dog loves it. This morning, I'm putting on my shoes. It's like 2.30 in the morning, and there's Doodle. I look over, and I just start laughing. I'm thinking to myself, man, that dog, he's still going. I was talking to Dr. Dennis Black, the creator and founder of Rough Greens the other day, and he's like, how's Doodle, right? I go, yeah, here are the commercials. He's alive and well. I mean, he didn't see very well. But he's way older than he should be. And I said, he's never been happier. He loves uh, his little life that he leads. And there he is on the couch, curled up in, in his little blanket. And I just laughed. Rough greens, vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. Incredible. Sprinkle it on top of your dog's food. Watch what happens. And with Doodle, it was his hips. Changed everything with him. Absolutely did. The joint pain went away. Amazing. Try it for yourself. Get a free bag. Cover the cost of shipping. 
ruffgreens.com slash chat. Ruffgreens.com slash chat. Grab yours now. Ruffgreens.com slash chat. Chad Benson Show. You go, boy. This isn't about right or left. This is just about right and wrong. Right you are, Chad. The Chad Benson Show. My guess is that he does get his third term as General Secretary of the Communist Party this year. My guess is that uh, because of his policy failures at home, uh, the party is also going to install people who don't like him around him to constrain him. That's Gordon Chang. You missed any of the interview. It was a fascinating interview. Always great uh, to have him on the show talking about uh, Russia and and, uh, uh, you know, and G. And is he going to get a, a lifetime term? And he's like, yeah, except for now they're going to put people around him that don't like him, that disagree with him. And uh, they're struggling, I think, a lot more than people realize because of the constraints that they put on their media. Because of the constraints they put on their, their you know, uh, people that try to get stuff out. And people get stuff out, but then it's quickly taken down. But as we all know in the Internet world, it only needs to be out for a, just, a, just a tenth of a second for somebody to snatch it. And I will say this. I think, I think China's in a much worse position, especially financially, than people realize. I think the, the dragon may be a little bit more paper dragon and I think especially when it comes to that real estate side of things, you know, one of the things that I've always said is you, you give people freedoms in some way, shape, or form. Uh, that's, that, you know, and by the way, you shouldn't be giving anybody anything. They should be born with it. But understand that that's what, that's what they did. And that freedom was the financial freedom. Well, when your life is... Like pretty much anybody else's. Now, granted, you're not coming out and you're not attacking the government. You only have one choice. But but as far as you're going to work, you're raising your family, you're taking vacations, you've got financial mobility and freedoms, and you're, and you're traveling the world. And, and you, when you start to take that away from people, you watch what happens. I always say the greatest weapon against any of this stuff that we see with tyranny is going to be capitalism. That taste of something else that's out there that's better, I think, will win the day. And if you want to watch an office collapse, a sales office, mess with people's money, watch what happens. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. You miss any of said program. Shame on you. But you can always go to uh, iTunes. Right, uh, tune in radio. Tune in radio. Hey, tweeted at me last night because they got the uh, the dogs and the cats have their own playlist now. You'll find ours right underneath the dogs and cats playlist. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. 